The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who's on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Friday morning. Happy New Year 2021. <laughs> and for some of us, we think that 2020 is behind us, and yet it uh, looks like we're going to get more of the same here unless something changes drastically here in the United States. And so we got to stand fast and stand firm. We're not here to promote gloom and doom, but we're here to promote hope that is in our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one if we follow him, he leads his people unto victory. If you'd like to check us out online, sonsoflibertyradio.com, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And uh, if you will head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, maybe you're listening by radio, uh, you're welcome to head over there and check us out. Uh, maybe you want to watch the video portion of the radio show. That's going on right down on the right side of the page here. Uh, and people can check us out there. They can, if you're while you're over there, if you'd like to help us with the needs that we have every month. Um, again, we don't have our hand out for money. We're going to do what we're doing, and we've been doing it. And trusting the Lord to meet those needs. So, if you feel like you are a person that uh, wants to meet a need and you have the ability to do so, please do so at SonsLibertyMedia.com. Click on the donate button right at the top, and you can make a donation to Sons of Liberty to help us. Uh, stay out there doing what we're doing and all of the venues that we're doing that. Or you can become a son or daughter of Liberty, which is a monthly partner that helps us set that up. It's painless, and every month there's a donation that you set up that, that you can afford to do, and we very much appreciate that. You can also check out our store. There's a store button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. we got shirts, T-shirts, T-shirts, hats, water bottles, coffee mugs, videos. Um, there's a whole slew of stuff in there, and... Uh, they're constantly bringing in new products there as well. So you get something that you can get some great conversation starters going and uh, also help the ministry in that. And we appreciate that very much. And then finally, while you're at SonsLibertyMedia.com, right there on the right above the two shows, the afternoon and the morning show. The afternoon show is with Bradley, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also catch that on SonsLibertyMedia.com. There is a little place here where you can sign up for a newsletter. We don't sell your email. We don't rent it out. We don't spam you. You get one email a day with the articles we have at sonslibertymedia.com from me and Bradley and our contributors. And uh, we'd very much appreciate it. That's another way that you can support us as well. We share our articles. Boy, we 
we have heavy censorship. And I don't say that to try to get your sympathy. We're not looking to be victims here. But the fact of the matter is, is when we started in 2014, I mean, within three months, we were pushing close to a million page views. Okay. And now the, the censorship is so heavy on us. I mean, we're lucky to get a tenth of that in a lot of ways. Uh, unless we get some kind of big boost that takes off from somewhere, and that comes from you guys. So if you don't share the articles, um, they don't really get out a lot. Uh, we put it out on Facebook. We put it on other things. In fact, if you're on Facebook, and that's one of the big ones that has put a heavy hand of censorship on us, uh, one of the things that you can do is go to the page. If you're watching right now and you're on the page, go right up under the banner, click on Following, and make sure that you see first in your newsfeed. Click that. You can do this for any page, but do it with our page as well. And whenever a post goes up, whenever we go live, you get a notification of that so that you'll you'll see that. Now, there's a post that usually posts to Facebook once once every hour. So you may get a one of those things in the side there that, that notifies you. So just letting you know. Okay? All right. I got a little tickle in my throat there. I didn't want to cough on everybody. All right. So yesterday, uh, I'm winding down. You know, it's New Year's Eve. Um, wanted to do a, a few other things. And so I'm winding down, and I come across something that had just come out, as far as I can tell. I can't tell that uh, a lot of any anybody else had had any of this information. And there was this, um, I'm trying to think of what they call themselves. Um, creative destruction media, <laughs> or is that right? Creative destruction media. Yeah, that's it. com. And, um, they had a, a report out on a newly released deposition and it was involving Seth Rich. Now, Seth Rich has been, I mean, this case, I can't believe it. Uh, many of you will recall when this took place. It's, do you know it's been over four years since Seth Rich was murdered? And he was murdered. Um, I can't believe the time has passed that, that quickly. But if you recall, and maybe you don't recall, maybe you've forgotten, or maybe you didn't hear, I, maybe you're one of those people who just never heard this. But Seth Rich was a D.C. staffer, and he was, well, there are different accounts for sure. But I think his neighbor had indicated, if I remember all the stories, I covered a lot of it. They're on sonslibertymedia.com. All you got to do is put sonslibertymedia.com, hit a space, and put Seth Rich in there, and, and you'll get all the Seth Rich articles, anything that references him. And if I recall correctly, he was shot in D.C., and this was, let's see, about... I think it was around 12 days. It was, let's just call it two weeks. It was, it was close to two weeks before that massive uh, DNC document dump, including all those emails, you know, the Podesta emails and things that we referenced with uh, Sean Argyle uh, back when we had our old channel that they pulled half of our shows. We did four shows with Sean out of the UK on the Pizzagate stuff. And all of that stuff that came out on Pizzagate and the pedoph pedophilia of Podesta and the other things that were in there. Uh, he was at the center of that. Now, what's interesting is they claimed that they had video 
of the culprits. And they seem to indicate, and they, D.C. police, seem to indicate there was at least two people involved. Now, when I was reporting on this then, we started to have the establishment of of an outlet called NewsGuard. Maybe you guys aren't familiar with them, but you should be familiar with them. In fact, I'm not sure if it comes installed or if if they're running it with Bing, with Microsoft or not. But what happens is, when you do a search there, you'll get these little green badges or red badges. And they're supposed to indicate, well, these people are trustworthy and these people are not. Here, let me show you. You can you can get the app if you want to actually see it, and you can add it. So I'm using Google Chrome here. This is the little thing. It's uh, This is NewsGuard, okay? So you're to click on it. They want you to buy the thing. Don't, don't buy anything, okay? Uh, mine is just to see who they're rating, okay? So any, any outlet that's going away from either of the narratives of the establishment D's or R's, okay? If you're not doing the WWE match in your reporting or your commentary, if you're, if you're not going along with that, whether you're Republican or Democrat, if you're not following the script of either one of those two parties, you're going to get that red badge. So I had NewsGuard contact me, one of their writers there, Melissa, and I forget her name. Anyway, she contacted me and said, we're reviewing your site, yada, yada, yada. We'd like some information on that, on we'd like to ask you a couple of questions. So I said, okay. But I didn't, I said, okay, after I found out, uh, her email went to my spam. So I didn't see it for several hours. I just happened to go in the spam that night. And um, it was like two or three hours later. Well, she didn't even wait for me to respond. She went ahead and posted this lengthy thing of an attack on one of the sites that my kids run. It wasn't Sons of Liberty Media, but one of, one of our, our personal sites. And it was uh, uh, there was a good bit that was on Seth Rich. And she was basically saying, well, you're a bunch of conspiracy theorists. All this stuff about Seth Rich being de- being de- uh, murdered by DNC people, which we never said. We never said that. Um, we presented the evidence as it came out, as it came out in the news, um, whether it was attorneys, whether it was the family, whoever it was, we put all that out. I spoke with a young lady. This was a young lady who claimed to be a journalist, and they got millions and millions of dollars behind them in this NewsGuard outlet. Talked with her on the phone, and the first thing that she had actually written on was our claim that George Soros had actually aided the Nazis in inventorying property from Jews that they had confiscated. And she said, oh, this is debunked. You know, blah, 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 blah. I said, did you watch the, the interview? Because I put the video interview up. I think it was a CBS 60 Minutes deal where he said it. And then it was like a minute later, he realized what he had said, and he went, he tried to backtrack it. But the problem is it's written, 
in at least one book, he's quoted as saying I was, that he was actually there as a young boy or a young man. I don't remember if he was 11 or if he was in his teens. But he was at least at one, and I'm assuming if he was at one, he was probably at others. Okay? So when I asked her, this, was, this is the integrity that we're dealing with in quote-unquote journalism. When I asked her, I said, did you watch the interview? She goes, no. I said, well, then how do you know whether or not the information I gave was true? And she goes, well, I read other articles on that interview. I said, so let me get this straight. You're a journalist. You're critiquing me and my site. I give you the actual source, but you don't go to the source. You go to everybody else about the source. And the interview was, I think the video was just a few minutes long. And she's like, okay, well, I'll make a note of that and go back and watch it. That's what we're dealing with with NewsGuard. And they did, they did the same thing with this, I forget the guy's name because I don't pull up the stuff here. It used to come up and it used to be, say, like it was a nutrition label. And it was telling you that it was a bad thing that you were on whatever site you were on. Now, interestingly enough, they give green lights to CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, ABC, CBS. Not that that's a surprise. But CNN, Really? I mean, for decades, these people have been fabricating news. The stories that never occurred, they wrote them. The BBC gets a, a green light, too, by the way. And they fabricated stories that didn't even exist. I mean, they just didn't happen. This is the stuff that we're dealing with. Now, this lady from NewsGuard told me that the Seth Rich issue had been debunked. And that we were just peddling conspiracy theories. Now, let me, let me explain to you real quickly before I get into this deposition here. <clears throat> what she calls a conspiracy theory is what she was actually peddling. I'll admit, look, ours is a theory, and it's based on a conspiracy at least two people, and even the D.C. police indicate there was at least two people involved in Seth Rich's murder, which by definition makes it a conspiracy. Two people were there to do him harm. Whether they meant to kill him, I don't know. Um, there was reports that his neighbor was there, that he saw Seth Rich. He didn't even know he had been shot. He was still uh, conscious. Um, when he asked about him, they said it's not life-threatening. He had just been shot. Um, that it wasn't a problem, and then, come to find out, he died when they took him away from the scene. Now, all of that's very puzzling for a lot of people. But this lady, Melissa, from NewsGuard, what she said was, your reporting's been debunked by the police because the police say that it was a robbery gone bad. Okay, show me the robbers. Who's the murderers? Where are they at? What are their names? And she doesn't have an answer for that. You know why? Because it's a conspiracy theory by the police. That's the theory that they're working off of. It's not proven. It doesn't debunk squat. They have no evidence to that fact at all. That is what they're assuming. That it is an assumption. However, there's plenty of evidence that indicates that Seth Rich was more than likely 
the guy who dumped all those documents to WikiLeaks. Now, I know what some of you guys are saying because you keep up with the news too. I get it. We had a report back in August of 2018. Now, remember, there was an interview with Julian Assange. You know, the guy's still sitting in prison that our that this current administration wants to uh, bring here from the UK and charge him. They're doing espionage. I'm not familiar. I'm not uh, recalling exactly what it was. Espionage, uh, they're wanting to charge him with um, and maybe some other things as well. This administration wants to do that. I know for some Q people out there, that's really hard for you to buy into because you think that Julian Assange looks like Donald Trump's daddy or something. I don't know. It's some weird stuff out there. But the fact of the matter is they want to bring him over here and try him. The, the DOJ, the Trump uh, Justice Department, wants to do that. While Trump's handing out pardons to known, convicted, or pled guilty to Criminals, pals, buddies, former cabinet members. We're going to get to one of those guys next week. You're going to really like that one. General Flynn, all you guys, you better be careful there. We're going to get to that next week. Lord willing. He's pardoning those guys, but he's not pardoning the people who have given you the information that your government is violating the law. They're infringing on your rights. Steve, that's exactly where I was going. Those pardons go out to those criminals while people like Julian Assange, Edward Snowden, Schaefer Cox. Now, Schaefer wasn't a person doing what they did, but he was out to expose the pedophile rings. He was out to do that, and he's been languishing in a black site prison for years due to the un-American government under the Obama administration. And it's continued for four years under the Trump administration. Our own FBI was out to murder him and his family. This is why they need to be abolished. Gone. They're not constitutional. You won't find it in here. If you want to call in, 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255, and correct me, but... Ain't in this. Okay? They're not in this. Oh, and by the way, look, I have no affection really for Bradley Manning and his mental illness. But to expose the crimes that's going on even in our military is a was a pretty gutsy move. And even, yes... Military, police, politicians, everybody is supposed to be held to the same standard. Okay? So in any case, we had Julian Assange come on television, and he sort of hinted at, everybody picked up on it, that he had hinted at Seth Rich was the guy who gave them the documents. Like, however long before, um, they were dumped. But we know that Seth Rich was killed about... Roughly 12, 14 days. I forget which which one it was. It's been a long time since I've covered a lot of this stuff. So I, I had to, this morning, draw up some um, articles to help me understand what we 
all this stuff and bring back to my memory some of these things. Now, he never confirmed that it was him. But we did have in August of 2018, Julian Assange's mom. And there was the question, did she implicate Seth Rich in the DNC leak? Now, I'm just going to tell you, they're going to protect, as best they can, the people who are giving them the information. And they have a right to do so. They're journalists. And no, the government does not get to prosecute you when they're being exposed for their crimes by the press. In fact, that's the press's job. That is the press's job. It's not to tell you about... Gosh, who is who is a person in Hollywood that's you know breaking up with their husband to run after a younger somebody? It, that's not their job. It's kind of interesting. There was a there was a book out by Neil Postman years ago called "Entertaining Ourselves to Death." If you can get it, it's well worth your time to read. And Postman was evaluating whether the future we were headed towards was the brave new world of Huxley. Or the 1984 world, <laughs> yes, she does, Joni, um, the 1984 world of George Orwell. And within that, one of the things he says was when the telegraph came along, now you have this you know, intercontinental structure to where you're going to be getting stuff all over the place. And he says... We're going to be getting reports of when the queen sneezes and all this that has nothing to do with our daily lives. And indeed, he's right. And people will just buy into that. They'll, they'll just, they, they get locked into that. This is why when you go to the supermarket, you, do you see some of the junk they're ready to sell you as you check out? These, I don't, uh, I don't even know what they call them. Uh, They used to call them tabloids, but there's other things that aren't tabloid necessarily, but you know what I'm saying. Whether it's the National Enquirer, and yeah, the National Enquirer has broke some big stories. They've actually broke some big stories in their time, but overall, it's just goofiness, okay? Then you get all the entertainment magazines. They're there to get your mind off of things that really matter onto fantasy stuff. So we had back in August, keep going back to this, we had back in August, Christine Assange, the mother of WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange, had set the internet buzzing when she appeared to imply that murdered Democrat National Committee staffer Seth Rich was the person who leaked DNC emails and other documents to WikiLeaks. Why did Julian publish damning docs against Hillary at such a crucial time, which gave Humpty Dumpty Trump the upper hand, Christine Assange was asked by a person on Twitter? She replied, it's the duty of media to inform citizens about corruption. Amen, it is. And she added, a DNC Bernie supporter disgruntled with rigging leaked leaked docs proving corruption. What What should WikiLeaks should have done, she continued. Hold on to them till after the election to advantage Hillary? You are shooting the messenger. So then we we got this slew of tweets and things back and forth. There was a Jennifer Meyer Seth who said, I understand your vehement point, but why did Julian publish damning docs against Hillary at such a crucial time, which gave Humpty Dumpty Trump the upper hand? And you can see 
here's the thing. And it seems to indicate she seems to be going along with it. And she says a DNC Bernie supporter. He's the one providing the stuff here, the documents. Okay. Now, there was also this interview, and I think this is this is the one I was speaking of before. Um, yeah, this is the one I was speaking of before. Let me see. I don't. I don't think this is that long. It just kind of gets to the issue of what's going on here. Listen to this. Had a disastrous few weeks. If you look at the polls, he needs a miracle. Um, in the American political lexicon, there's such a thing as the October surprise. The stuff that you're sitting on is—is uh, is an October surprise in there? We Do you even know what you're sitting on? WikiLeaks never sits on material. Uh, our whistleblowers go to significant efforts to get us material, and often very significant risks. As a 27-year-old uh, works for the DNC, who was shot in the back, murdered uh, just two weeks ago uh, for un- unknown reasons, as he was walking down the street in Washington. So. That was, that was just a robbery, I believe, wasn't it? No, it's, there's no finding. So, uh, what are you suggesting? Of, what are you suggesting? I'm suggesting that our sources uh, take risks and they, are, they become concerned uh, to see things occurring uh, like that. But was he one uh, of your sources then? I mean, we don't comment on who our sources but are. Why but why make the suggestion? About a young guy being shot in the streets of Washington. Because uh, we have to understand uh, how high the stakes are uh, in the United States. And that our sources are, you know, our sources face serious risks. Uh, That's why they come to us, so we can protect uh, their anonymity. Uh, But it's quite something to suggest a murder. That's basically what you're doing. Well, others have have suggested that. we are investigating to understand uh, what happened uh, in that situation with Seth Rich. I think it is uh, a concerning situation. I, there's not a conclusion yet. We, we wouldn't be willing to um, state a conclusion, but we are concerned about it. And more importantly, um, a variety of WikiLeaks sources are concerned when that kind of thing happens. All right. So you can tell that. He is he's letting enough out there to where one can, I think, rightly assume, and it is an assumption because he doesn't come right out and say it, but rightly assume that Seth Rich was the source here. I mean, again, the guy's got a right line of questioning. Why would you bring that up if he's not a source? I mean, it'd be like him saying, uh, you know... Tim Brown had an electrical outlet over there, and we're concerned about our sources and this. That Wouldn't it indicate for him to bring me into something that somehow I'm providing some kind of information? It would be disjointed to bring me into something and not do that. So you do that as part of what you're, what you're presenting. Now, again, um, you know when we're looking at these kinds of things, when we're looking at evidence that comes out, remember, all this should go back to a biblical foundation, and the Bible says that there were two or three witnesses are there, the, it confirms the matter. This is Old and New Testaments. In fact, guys, if you're out there and you go to church and you got people up there going, ah, and they're just, you know, 
having their praise and worship and stuff. They say, where two or three are gathered in his name? There he's in this. Okay, well, is Jesus there in your midst when you're in your prayer closet? The Father, is he there listening? Um, yeah, he is. It's not talking about that. Matthew 18 is talking about church discipline and bringing a matter before the church when you have a sinning brother who doesn't repent. And where two or three are there, and my, where two or three are there gathered together, I'm there in the midst. So <clears throat> what we have here is we've got Seth Rich coming. We've got documents that have been brought together. And we've got Julian Assange here seemingly indicating that Rich is the provider of that information. Okay? All right. Now, you heard it from his own mouth. I didn't make anything up. <clears throat> That's what's there. His mother comes along later, and she says the stuff that she says, the DNC staffer, who was the Bernie supporter. And so, this is what, I mean, this is what went on. Um, at the time, it's interesting. I don't know if you guys remember, but the Clinton body count, remember that stuff? I assume that's still ongoing. <laughs> but at the time, um, we had reported something else. On July the 12th, 2016, DNC staffer Seth Rich was murdered while reportedly walking home at 4 a.m. The robbery was initially suspected. Rich still had his wallet and watch when police arrived. Now, see, you see what I'm saying about this chick from... Uh, news guard Melissa, I forget her last name. Guy still has his wallet on. They've shot him. They don't even. They shot him and didn't even get anything off of him. Come on. The murder, one of five, tied to the Clintons in the last six weeks. This was me writing at the time. There was at least five other people that had died within the past month and a half. Right up leading to the elections. I don't know if you guys still remember this. It was surreal. It really was. It came in the midst of a massive email leak scandal involving WikiLeaks, Hillary Clinton, and the Democratic National Committee. Within hours of the event, alternative media reporters began to suspect something was amiss as police had no witnesses, no suspects, and no motive. This led to theories that Rich, who was in charge of voter expansion data at the DNC, may have been killed to cover something up. Subsequent reports even suggest Rich may have been on his way to speak with special agents at the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Now, that's going to come into play here in this deposition in just a second. Regarding an ongoing court case. And though the reports were initially dismissed as conspiracy theory, perhaps the one person who could confirm that Rich was, in fact, a whistleblower may have just done so. And that was with, uh, with the issue with um, Julian Assange, okay? Again, this is 2018. I'm writing this one uh, and put this out. So Seth, uh, not Seth, uh, Julian Assange's mom tries to walk this back and basically says, oh, no, 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 I, I didn't really mean that. I didn't really mean to indicate that Seth Rich was, was the source in this and blah, 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 blah. That's what she that's what she tried to do. Jump ahead a little bit to February of this year. 
and I'm leading up to where this deposition fits in. We know, remember the that goofy guy, uh, Peter Strzok? Um, well, there was allegedly some kind of uh, connection there between him, a possible connection between him and uh, Seth Rich as well. This comes from February 4th of this year. SonsLibertyMedia.com. FBI has been lying about Seth Rich. Emails reveal possible connection between Strzok and Rich. And I said when I'm in a when I'm in a possible connection in the title of the story here, I meant they're connected in some way. I don't know what the connection specifically is, but <clears throat> it appears that there was a Freedom of Information Act that was requested by Judicial Watch. Um, in December of 2017, it was theorized that Strzok was former FBI Director James Comey's hitman. And the question arose whether or not he had anything to do with the murder of Seth Rich. And you can see, guys, do you remember watching that guy on camera when he was testifying? It was like there was like, I don't know, five or six people inside him. It was just creepy. Somebody giving themselves over to the devil is what it is. <clears throat> so we had this seeming connection going on here, and the uh, Judicial Watch had come out with this particular email. And again, it's, look at it. It's just highly redacted here. But it's about Seth Rich, and it's, um, August the 10th, 2016. This is after Rich has been murdered. And there's just... <laughs> everything's blocked out. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. But here's what we find. <clears throat> Craig Murray at Consortium News writes on the development and the lies of the FBI concerning Seth Rich and documents they had in their possession. A persistent American lawyer has uncovered the undeniable fact that the FBI has been continuously lying including giving false testimony in court in response to Freedom of Information Act requests for its records on Seth Rich. And this is why you shouldn't, you know, we just put out the story yesterday where the FBI was told about the, the, the alleged bomber, the RV bomber. I don't know what, I guess that's what we're going to call him, the RV bomber. A.Q. Warner, that's what I'm going to call it. That's what I call him now. A.Q. Warner. Um... They were given information about him building a bomb, allegedly, in 2019, a year ago. And they didn't do anything about it. This is the same FBI that let go on what went on down in Garner, Texas, let the jihadis come in from Arizona or wherever it was, ready to slaughter people there. This is the same FBI that didn't protect or really give any kind of serious warning to Pamela Geller when the guy wanted to cut her head off. The jihadi wanted to cut her head off. Didn't stop anything at 9-11. There's been a miserable bunch of failures, but they're really good at uh, roping people in they think uh, they can use as patsies that they can get to, I don't know, press a button to detonate a bomb that isn't really a bomb so they can arrest them for terrorism and say, oh, look, see what we got here? This is this FBI. This FBI. So, 
They gave false testimony requests for its uh, records on Seth Rich, a young employee of the Democratic National Committee who was murdered on July in July 2016. The FBI has previously given affidavits that it has no records regarding Seth Rich. Well, we're looking at one right now. This is P- this is an email from Peter Strzok. A Freedom of Information request to the FBI, which did not mention Seth Rich, but asked for all email correspondence between FBI head of counterterrorism Peter Strzok, who headed the investigation of the DNC leaks and WikiLeaks, and FBI attorney Lisa Page, has revealed two pages of emails which do not merely mention Seth Rich, but have Seth Rich as their heading. The emails were provided in, to say the least, heavily redacted form. This is kind of like that um, piece of paper that Daryl Issa held up. You remember that during the whole Fast and Furious thing? And he held it up, and it was just white around a big black box. These were documents that were supposed to be given to the people. Congress is the representative of the people. And Daryl Issa holds it up, and he says, How are we supposed to do anything when you're sending us junk like this? That still hasn't been resolved, by the way. Fast and Furious still has not. Nobody's been brought to justice over that. We've got two dead federal agents. We've got hundreds of Mexicans, including a beauty queen. We've got several police um, chiefs who've been murdered with those weapons. Trump administration has brought no justice in that. No justice in the IRS targeting that went on. No justice in Extortion 17. No justice in Benghazi. Nobody's been brought to justice. The one thing that identifies us as the people of God is that we're a people who stand with God when it comes to justice. Justice surrounds his throne. Our constitution is set up to deal with criminal elements in the government. Why? Because this document, the constitution, is not about us, people. We're the enforcers of it. This is the do's and don'ts, the Ten Commandments, if you will, and I'm not trying to be blasphemous, but the Ten Commandments, of you, if you will, the thou shalt nots and the thou shalts to those who represent us in government. And here's the thing. We have to be those who enforce it. This is why I've had guys on to talk about the militia, because the militia are outlined as law enforcers, as invasion repellers, as those who put down insurrections, we're the people to do it. Why? Because it's our duty to do it. And we haven't demanded anything else. This is the second page of the email. Right here. <laughs> I hope you're well. I heard from the front office, you know, some ba 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 ba, A little small talk that doesn't tell us squat. Doesn't tell us who's getting the emails or anything. Tells us who it came from. And that's uh, Peter Strzok came from him on August the 10th, 2016 to Lisa Page, his uh, mistress, about Seth Rich. That's it. And there you have it. That's what was going on. Now, I'm whittling a lot of stuff down here because we only got an hour, okay? But I'm going to have a link to all the Seth Rich articles that we have. A lot of them I did um, at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, excuse me. And 
you know, we had people, other people who were, who were murdered in the process of this information coming from Seth Rich. In fact, it's the, it is theorized <clears throat> that the Rich family was kind of trying to get everybody to back off because it was found out they had another son. Aaron, I believe his name is Aaron Rich. He's the guy I'm going to be referencing here in a little bit, I believe. And there is a guy by the name of Sean Lucas. He was to be a um, witness in this whole thing with Seth, Seth Rich, and he was found dead. Um, seemed like there was another gentleman as well, but my memory is off there. This is why I like to have all the stuff open, but... <clears throat> There's just a lot of stuff to go through here, but I'll have a I'll have a link to all these other things in the archive at sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, once they're up, it will not only be at sonsoflibertymedia.com, but if you're on our YouTube platform, you'll see it show up as see more here in the video description. So if you're if you're looking for that, just keep refreshing that and I'll update that as soon as everything's up there. But that gets you to that that particular point. Now, this gets to what I put out last night. This deposition reveals Seth Rich communicating with WikiLeaks and requesting a payment. But the FBI memory hold it. And you can already tell they're lying to you. And they're lying to me. And they're lying to the American people about what went on here with Seth Rich. Here's the report from CD Media. A deposition by... Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Cy Hirsch has been released in which he confirms the FBI had information former DNC staffer Seth Rich was communicating with WikiLeaks and requesting payment. Meanwhile, I've been authorized to release the transcript, and there's a link here to it. You'll be able to go to that here. It's pretty lengthy, uh, 86 pages on a PDF, all right? And uh, you'll you'll see where um, Rich's uh, attorney... The uh, lady's name is Eden... Uh, I'll have to look here. Uh, let me take a look right quick. Okay, it's by Aaron Rich. <clears throat> and then the um, the particular person speaking on behalf of them is Eden Quainton. I believe that's, that's how you pronounce uh, the name. And uh, so, in any case, this is from the... Uh, the particular deposition that comes here. Um, So this transcript is released from Hirsch, wherein Mr. Hirsch is forced to admit that he did speak with a senior intelligence official about an FBI report about Mr. Rich and WikiLeaks. This contradicts much of what Mr. Hirsch has said publicly since early 2017, writes Ty Clevenger on lawflog.com. As my readers know, Mr. Rich was murdered in December, July the 10th, 2016. Shortly thereafter, inside of two weeks, WikiLeaks published thousands of DNC emails that were very embarrassing to then-presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. And again, nothing's followed up on any of that stuff. I mean, there was stuff in there uh, when Sean Argyle joined me. And all you'd have to do is put his name in, S-E-A-N-A-R-G-Y-L-E. And even though the video is gone, the podcast is still there. All the documents are still there. So you could see them for yourself on the whole Pizzagate thing with Podesta. There's enough there to open up a serious investigation and arrest some people. I mean, 
There really is. There's a lot of indication that children were being abused and even killed. Okay? So, here's what we have. Trevor Fitzgibbon posted a couple of these um, pieces from the deposition. And writes, Cy Hirsch... Deposition testimony where, despite his attempts to walk back previous statements, he admits he did, in fact, have a 31-year-long FBI source who told him the FBI had examined Seth Rich's computer. We know he had his... I mean, the reports were out that they had his computer. This is the same FBI working with the same DOJ who sat on Hunter Biden's laptop. Same people. Same people. Finding emails from Rich to WikiLeaks and requesting payment in exchange. In other words, Seth knew this was worth a lot of money. And my guess is he knew because of who it was dealing with, he was going to have to disappear. That was going to cost a lot of money. That's my guess. That's my guess. Let me... um, show you the couple pages here that are put up. All right, so here's the question. I'm going to ask the reporter to read the question again. And if you could, I don't need a long answer. It's really just, yes, that's a true statement or whatever your testimony is. But I don't need a, a gloss on it. Do you see what I'm, do you see what I'm trying to, to accomplish here, Mr. Hirsch? The witness, let's hear the question. Okay. And please state his answer. This is between Mr. Quainton and Mr. Bowman. Mr. Quainton, would you read back the question that we had before? The reporter read from the record as follows, quote, It's true that you had a trusted source whom you had known for 31 years who communicated information to you about the FBI examining Seth Rich's computer, finding emails from Seth Rich to WikiLeaks, and requesting payment in exchange. That is a true statement, is it not? Ms. Gavrinsky, objection to that question as well as to the Mr. Quainton's intro into it. Here's his answer. My answer is, it's absolutely true. I had a source who communicated secondhand information to me about the issues you raised. By Mr. Quainton, the question, going to move to strike everything after the words, it's absolutely true. So when you say doesn't mean it's true, does, is what you mean by that, that you could not verify the content of what was communicated to you by your trusted source? No, it does not mean that to me. Ms. Gravinsky, objection. Well, what does it mean to you then? I made no attempt to verify. I didn't consider it something worth verifying. So what doesn't make it true, though, is the fact that it has not been verified. And there's another objection. So we've got this indication that continues on, and uh, it continues on. This is on pages 198 and 199. Again, there's a link that's up at sonsoflibertymedia.com. It's the top article right now on the page. And uh, you can go through and you can read the deposition for yourself as to what's going on there. Now, uh, keep in mind, 
And this is where I go when we have these these big stories that break, like the Christmas Day bombing thing. Okay, whether this guy, a Q Warner, actually detonated a bomb in his RV. I mean, let me let me see if I can pull this up real quick because this I think for those of you who have I want to bring this in because I think it ties to this kind of stuff here. Let me bring this in for those who have not seen it, okay? Because we're talking about the same FBI comes in and starts dealing with this kind of stuff, all right? Um, All of a sudden, isn't it interesting? You can have this major thing that takes place. You you can have something like... um, Oh, I don't know. The, 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 let's just take the DNC emails, right? So you can have that go on. Pretty big deal. You can have this guy, Seth Rich, murdered. But we really don't know anything. <laughs> That's what we're told by everybody involved. We really don't know anything about that. They're asked for emails about Seth. Well, we really don't have any of those. But then we find out they're lying. They've got two pages of emails that are almost fully redacted including the, many of the emails to who who got it and who it was passed on to. This is that same FBI that couldn't deal with the stuff in Garner, Garner Texas or deal with Pamela Geller, deal with 9-11, deal with whatever. Same FBI. But they can come, but they can somehow you know garner their resources and give you the patsy. Okay, they can give you the patsy. If this guy, a Q Warner, I'm going to bring him into this to make the point. If he detonated the RV, if if it's his remains that they found, this is really what's going on and not that they set him up as a patsy, then I want somebody to please explain to me this body cam footage of police officers in the two minutes surrounding the explosion in Nashville. Here it goes. Now you can see the cops are walking up. You can see the RV is on the left. They're just they're just walking down the street. No big deal. And listen to what they say. Listen to their conversations. Very telling. And when we get to the, I think it's about the 110 minute mark, you're going to hear, see, they walk right past the RV, but they'll be talking about it in a minute. Oh, it's a good place for a bomb. And you can hear the, the speaker playing, right? Need to evacuate. Do you see any evacuations going on too? That's another thing. We were told they were evacuating people out. Do you see any of that? Okay, here we go. Listen. Next year is a building that houses all the hard lines for phones throughout the southeast. Makes sense. Good spot for the bomb. A good spot for the bomb. A good spot for the bomb. Did you hear that? Take the right on the fifth. 
All right, so now they're going back to the car. They've cut around the corner. Don't look like, I mean, the guy didn't even breathe in heavy like, oh, there's a bomb here. I mean, you would think this would increase your adrenaline. You'd be pumped up. And right near the end of the video, um, we've just got a, um, maybe 20, ooh, no, 40 seconds, 35 seconds so or so. You'll hear They get back to the car. You're going to hear the explosion, and it's like they just kind of turn. They don't. It's, we do not need fire on standby at this time. It's not like they're even caught off guard, really, that it happens. All right, so we're coming up on the end of the video. Listen very carefully. And you hear the explosion, and those of you watching, watch the reaction. Look, look how slow the guy turned around. And then it goes off there. Now, we're not shown what happens after that, okay? So, what's going on there? Where's the bomb squad? I mean, these are just regular, you know, street beat cops, right? Where's the bomb squad? This is this, and then what we have is we have the FBI coming in to allegedly help in the matter of AQ Warner. Now, you say, why are you bringing that up? Because when these guys want to put a patsy out there to you, they give you everything about that person. They got it in like, I don't know, yesterday time. But when you actually need something done about justice, they can't get it in four or five years. You get my point? Same FBI. They're useless and worthless. It's why they're unconstitutional too. But the people have forgotten to do their duty. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that, uh, Crew Chief. If you can, send me a link to that if you would. I would appreciate that very much. Uh, click on the contact button at sonslibertymedia.com. If you can send me a link, I'd, I'd very much appreciate that. And I'll try to get that out as well. Uh, <clears throat> but that, to me, is very, very telling. And it links right in to what we're seeing here with the FBI cover-up of Seth Rich and that big document dump. Again, still nobody brought to justice. And you guys, some of you out there continue to think, you continue to think you're going to get justice here by January 20th. I'm here to tell you, you might want to reevaluate that. You've gotten no justice so far. And until... You demand it until it's brought. Don't count your eggs, right, before they're hatched. 8 a.m., Kate Shimarani. We'll be with you tomorrow. See you.